good morning whenever you're listening to the podcast. You are listening to Lisa. Hello. And me, Tiffany. And tonight we are sipping on some delicious decaffeinated black tea with hints of orange um, flavor and different spices. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. And you're probably wondering, I love tea. Did they spike it with some alcohol? No go. No. This is Sober Podcast number two now. Yes. Last time we had tea, but I don't think it was this one. I, I think don't it was a different one. A chamomile last time, oh, I think. Chamomile yep. this time, black tea. A little bit of orange spice in there. Yep, yep. It's actually very yummy. I love this tea. My parents always have this tea, and it's just kind of been became one of my favorites to have at night. Like I could truly be one of those old women who sit on their couch at night and drink tea. Before I bed. I am one of those old women. I do. I, I, mean, this I is... sit in my bed and I sip tea right mm. before bed. I, ha- I will have a cup. Either tea or hot chocolate. I have this night. Um, sleepy time peach tea. Oh, yum. That kind of like soothes you and mm. relaxes you. And yeah. it's, like, it's pretty yummy. I like a vanilla honey chamomile. I have that one. It's so good. And it's just it like, oh, now I'm I, ready for bed. I eat it with Honey Nut Cheerios. I don't know why. Oh, well, I don't really like milk. So. Yeah, I don't like milk either. Mm-hmm. So, if you're wondering why we're sobering it up today, mm-hmm. because Tiffany is doing a Whole30 yep, whole diet, diet, which we'll go into that a little later, I'm sure. And then yep. I'm back on antibiotics for another sinus infection. <sighs> I feel bad for Lisa. I swear Lisa is always sick. It really happened since September. I think every podcast you've listened to, I have. you've probably heard Lisa mention that she's sick. Well, <laughs> okay, so I was trying to think about it because finally my doctor put me on some extremely strong antibiotic, which is called Levaquin. She called it like the big dog of all medication. And I'm thinking in my head, well, why didn't you put me on the big dog of all medication two medications ago? But whatever. And a prednisone, and then got me a CT of my sinuses and sent me to the ENT. So, hopefully, I'll be like on the up and up now, and maybe I'll get some relief and feel better. How long have you been on the medication? This one? Yeah. This is my third day. And are you feeling any bit better? I slept last night. Oh, see? That's a big deal. <laughs> That's a good one. Because the last two deal. nights I could not sleep because I couldn't breathe. <laughs> that is a big um, deal. But the ENT was not a fun visit today. No, I'm sure. I was not prepared. Up your nose I was not fun. prepared to go in there. And then she's like, okay, sit in the exam seat. Okay. Okay, we're going to put these two numbing <clears throat> um, cotton balls up your nose. And it is also like a decongestant, so you should be able to breathe better when we're done. Okay. Here she comes, puts these, like, goggles on or something. And then here she comes with this big, long instrument. and has a long tube and a light at the end. And she's like, I'm just going to look around in your nose. I'm like, okay. No, no, no. I think she was shoving the tube down there because I could feel it. And then just like you get strep throat, they stuck a swab down my nose and that's they swabbed them to send them off for testing to see what it says. Oh. My eyes were watering. It was bad. And then she told me to do a neti pot. Have you ever did a neti pot? No, but I heard they work really well. I actually. heard they do, but I'm scared. Just do it. 
I have to. She told me I have yeah, to. Tell me how it is. <clears throat> I want to know. And then she says, and I wouldn't suggest you do it in front of your spouse because it's not that cute. I'm thinking after 13 years. Exactly. But so I gotta try that, but I might try it. I'm really scared because I've heard like if it the water starts going wrong, you can drown. <laughs> and I'm sure it's not true. It's probably like the absolute worst case scenario but, that someone thought of. And I'm sure it's not true, and I'm sure people are like for somebody to work in the medical field, why would you say I'm so stupid? But I don't like things like that. Like, ugh, but I'm gonna do it because I mean, I'm sick of not weird, feeling I'm not good. sure how it's supposed to work. Like I've heard of it, uh -huh. and I heard it works really well. Yeah, like I, and some I know people something like you wear by it. Yeah, you pour it into. Well, your... I guess you can actually. You could, there's one because she was explaining it to me because I asked because I didn't know I didn't even looked at the damn things at the store. There's one that's an actual pot. You yeah. put warm water in there. You There's stuff that it comes with the whole kit that you mix in the water. Right. Well, you either stand over your sink or over the sh in the shower, and she suggested the shower. Yeah. Then you, I guess, somehow you hold one side of your nose and pour it in the other side, and it'll just automatically go through all of your sinuses, and all of that nasty mucus and buildup is supposed to come out your other side of your nose. Oh, nice. So... Um, and I'm assuming with the bottle, you just kind of squirt it. But you know how hard it's going to be for me to stand there and just squirt a bunch, a whole bottle of water up my nose? That would be interesting. <laughs> there will not be a YouTube video for that. That would be hilarious if I, Lisa uh, did a YouTube video for y'all. But I think I truly am at the point where I am desperate. I will try anything and do whatever they say because I am just so sick of not feeling yeah. good. Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and, and do stuff. I don't have Calvin standing on the other side of the curtain, so if he has to call 911, he'll be right here. <laughs> just in case Lisa starts drowning just from case, the pot. You know, I don't know. <laughs> just in case my worst nightmare comes to life. <laughs> All right. That's a great segue because oh, it is. tonight we are going to be discussing dieting. And we'll be discussing just, like, different diets that we've tried. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that it is like a billion-dollar business, mm -hmm. uh, which means that all of you guys are interested in trying some weird shit in order to lose some pounds. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Lisa, mm. have you... I was going to say, have you ever dieted, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Epic fail. <laughs> a, a rough estimate about how many diets would you say you've tried? Over a lifetime? Oh, yeah, just yeah. in your lifetime. Well, I know I've tried, like, the whole calorie counting thing. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. I think the more I put the food in and felt like I was eating less, the more hungry I got. Um, I tried, like, the Advocare 24-Day Challenge which, um, and did their products, but again, I really didn't give it my 100%, so I probably didn't lose as much as what I could have. So did you lose weight on the Advocare one? I did, but I can't remember exactly how much. That was a while ago. You don't remember, like, a rough, like, are we talking, like, 10? Probably 10. Okay. Some, but some people can lose, like, up to in 20 and 
like they if they do exercise plus their diet and follow the exact meal plan um i've done that i've done that and then just really try to eat healthier have you ever done any weird things like um going vegetarian going um i didn't do i didn't go vegetarian because of a diet but me and calvin did um one year for lent we were like we're just gonna do it see how it goes and kind of go from there and um but i didn't we did it the whole time and we made different vegetarian meals every day and but i didn't lose any weight okay because i feel like you were trying to a lot of stuff you had to like substitute for the meat was more like carbs yep so i think that's why that we didn't that's how i, felt I don't think too. i gained weight but i don't think i lost weight yeah that's that's kind of how i mm-hmm. felt on um like going vegetarian as well uh, so not vegan, mm-hmm. no, not to be mistaken for vegan. Vegan is like way strict. Yeah. Um, but I did try um, vegetarian, and it really wrecked my hair and my nails horribly. Mm. And I felt like, yeah, basically I was like, oh, I'll just eat some carbs. Yeah. I mean, I know the point is like eat more vegetables and right. not depend on on protein, but. Mm-hmm. Really, my pro- or not protein, but you know, meat as a source of protein. Mm-hmm. But I really am not a big meat eater. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was it really was like, why even go right vegetarian? Because for you, it's pointless. It's not like you were maxing out on meat. Oh yeah, and you know that's kind of like then I probably ate more meat than I eat now. But now I I lean towards more of not eating. Like, and not even doing it on purpose, I just usually for my lunches or, um, like, for lunches, if I have any, it's just a little meat, but for breakfast, I don't eat meat every day. Yeah. Well, Monday through Friday, I don't eat meat yeah. in the morning, because I'm not cooking breakfast in the morning, <laughs> but, um, but I do, and we actually, like, I went on Pinterest, and I actually picked out a bunch of different recipes for it, and I Googled different things, and so even with, you know, looking up good vegetarian recipes and stuff it still was eating a lot of carbs not just like trying to so say well i'm not gonna eat meat so i'm just gonna eat noodles and rice and blah blah blah. right so it was mixing with a lot of recipes even i think for those type of things um or any diet to be honest with you i think Uh you have to have a lot of time a lot of planning Mm -hmm. um until you get comfortable with it. I think once you get comfortable with it, maybe it becomes natural and you, you already know right. what items to pick. But at right. first, it's always a... It's difficult. It exactly. is a difficult process. So we asked our followers, our listeners, what was the worst and the best diets mm-hmm. that they have tried? I only got one response. Hmm. And it was soy. And she said, I've tried a diet where it had cottage cheese. It was the worst. I'm not good with diets. When I do decide to buckle down, I just eat smaller portions, cut um, out a lot of the junk food, and exercise. So Mm -hmm. I was asking her if the whole diet was cottage cheese or if it was just like a little bit. And she said most of it contained cottage cheese. Mm -hmm. I wonder if she was talking about the military diet, but I don't know. Oh, I wonder. We have um, that list over there. I did. I've done the military diet a few times, only all the way through once Mm -hmm. um meaning all three days Mm -hmm. because the third day is so brutal that 
um, I did, and you only see like a pound loss maybe or half a pound loss, mm -hmm. and it's it's just the worst day ever. <laughs> so I, um, if I do do the military diet, I normally only do two days worth of it, and I lose okay. about anywhere from three to seven pounds. Uh -huh. So I've had some really good experience with it. Um, it's not one I would maintain all the time all the foods on there is stuff that i don't really like uh peanut butter yeah and you I don't have like. to eat plain tuna uh because she's not my friend yeah plain uh. tuna and then it's like oh little five little saltine crackers or something so really yeah. pretty much everything on the exact diet is stuff that i don't really eat in general okay. now calvin just did the military diet um two weeks ago and he okay but I want to tell you about Calvin. He don't eat a lot in the first place. Like, he eats very small all the time. And then sometimes he'll eat one big meal in a day and really not eat for the rest of the day. So, I feel like him doing the military diet to me doing the military diet, the results would be totally different. So, yeah. he lost um, two pounds the first day, two pounds the second day, and even the third day, I want to say maybe a pound. Like, and that's yeah. the worst day. And he didn't lose that much. So, um, that's what I told him. I was like, well, babe, the first two days are kind of like, he was full at dinner time before he was even done with his dinner the first day. Dinner does And then the second day. Really and then he said even at lunches, and um, he was full. And I'm like, well, that's cause that's probably more than what you eat in a meal. <laughs> anyway. But that's a lot of pounds for, because mm -hmm. Calvin's not a big dude. He doesn't really no. have like extra weight on him like a lot mm -mm. a lot of us but he doesn't he doesn't always eat the healthiest right so it was probably more of like bloating in his stomach and stuff that oh yeah, probably, probably went away that's true yeah i have done the military diet i've done paleo mm -hmm. which i didn't lose any weight on paleo and i will say i didn't gain any weight for as much as i was eating i was eating a lot of yeah. food on paleo um, but I didn't lose any weight, and I think it's the fact that I was overeating. My problem has oh. always been overeating. Okay. Uh, the most successful thing that I've done that mm -hmm. for me is sustainable and manageable is counting calories. And yeah, you for, do really good on count, counting calories. I know for a lot of people, they're like, I can't do it. And it it's really tough when you first start, mm -hmm. but after a while, you kind of find your groove. You know mm -hmm. you know how much you got to like eat at each meal. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to have a bigger meal, you know kind of how to budget right. your meals out. Um, it's really rough at first. I will say that. But they say it takes 21 days to form a habit. Yeah, that's true. So Well, they say that's why Advocare does the 24-day challenge. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I for me it worked. Uh, the first time I started ever calorie counting, I lost 50 pounds in three months. Mm. And that was just from really strict calorie mm -hmm. counting. And when I say strict... I would count every single piece of gum I chewed, mm -hmm. which is five calories. People are like, that's weird that you can just, off the top of your head, say how many calories something is. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's how religious and strict I was. I accounted for every bite of food that I ate. Yeah. To the point where, you know, I lost, it was, I lost a lot of weight. 50 mm -hmm. pounds is a lot to lose it in is. three months. Um but it worked. Mm -hmm. And I was able to keep that weight off for quite a bit. Um, and then I started trying all like, okay, paleo. Mm -hmm. I did around a whole 30. I lost 
16 pounds the first time I did Whole30. Okay. But I was also calorie counting, so calorie oh. counting and doing okay. Whole30. Um, it's Whole30 for 30 days, is that what? Yeah, it's called okay. Whole30 because, you know, it's 30 days. Um, some people go longer than that mm. to kind of detox their body or they look mm-hmm. at it as a lifestyle. For me, it's a little too restrictive for the way that I like to live my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go out to sushi. Okay. I know that if I'm going out to sushi, that's going to be a big meal. Mm-hmm. So that means just earlier in the day, I can still eat meals, but mm-hmm. they'll just be lighter meals. But I can go out with my girlfriends and enjoy right, a meal. Sushi. Right. So for me, that's why calorie counting works because you're not restricted to eating only certain types of foods, meaning you can't go somewhere with somebody and, and then and have a meal. You'd have to like, I can't eat that. I can't have this. And that's not really how I like to live my life. So, for me, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. But the results are well worth, for me, I think, taking those, you know, 30 days and really dedicating it to making sure you're eating, like, really good food mm-hmm. and that. So, that's the reason I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a goal, and this will bring me within, if I lose the same amount of pounds, it'll bring me within four pounds of my goal weight oh, for this go. year. Okay. Not my ultimate goal weight, but for this year. hmm so it'll kind of knock off a huge chunk of it. Um, I'm also doing calorie counting while I'm doing it. Oh. Um, but again, that goes back to me having a problem with overeating. Yeah. Like, I think people have to figure out what what their issue is and then mm-hmm. go with that. Right. Because a lot of people I know that want to lose weight, they don't eat a lot of food. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder, like, what is causing you to gain the weight? Is it the types of food you're eating or what's going on? Um, but for me, it's always been... I just go ham. Mm-hmm. It could be the healthiest food, but if you eat too much, too much, right. it doesn't really help. So. Yeah, that's true. Now I know a lot of people who do paleo, like they live by paleo, like that is just their everyday, yeah, meal and how they eat. I've thought about doing paleo, and then I feel like some things I have to cook myself dinner, and then Calvin and the kids something totally separate. So yeah. I've just never done it. Yeah, I mean, and there's good substitutes, mm-hmm. and I think paleo, to me, is a little less restrictive um, than doing Whole30. Paleo, you can have, like, honey, you mm-hmm. can, you know, I you can partake in certain types of alcohol, so uh-huh. like tequila, red wine, things like that. You can't have beer, but you can have ciders. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit more of a lifestyle thing, I uh-huh. think, if you wanted to do paleo. But there's substitutes. Like if you make pasta, I'll make spaghetti. Mm-hmm. I'll make the kids spaghetti noodles, and then I'll just mm-hmm. spiralize some zucchini noodles for myself. Right. I, so, I mean, I really those. didn't make anything extra. It took me all of like three minutes That's to really true. do it. Um, but you're right. It could be really involved depending mm-hmm. on how elaborate you go with things. Right. But sometimes I'll make steamed veggies and meat, and I'll be like, "That's what's for dinner, kids." Mm-hmm. And, you know, I let them eat mm-hmm. their things, too. Right. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the, everybody eating healthy. And I had, no, it took me, me a while to think of it like that because I was like, oh, I got to make me something mm-hmm. and the kids something. Right. But then I was like, well, why can't they just eat what I'm eating? Well, I just know, like, I've watched recipes or seen recipes where, like, some things are just weird. That's true. That I don't know if I'd even eat. And I'm like, well, if I made that, I definitely wouldn't be able to make that for the kids. But, but oh, no, a lot of the stuff it is, you 
you can substitute yours easy and then they can still eat right what's on there yeah so i think it's something you could do um i've heard people do like herbalife or um what's the one where they have beach body coaches what is that one called oh um shakeology is that yeah, it? yeah. one of my friends is doing shake she does shakeology uh-huh but she also and she's done um like she does her workouts at home to to be that mom to show you don't have to spend the money to join a gym you don't have to feel like how am i ever going to get my workout in and still you know do this and um so she works out at home she posts videos of it and she really looks good. Like, I didn't think she looked bad before, but she yeah. just didn't feel good. Okay. So now she's definitely more toned and more energized. And um, she had a lot of back problems before. And now she says that she isn't having those problems. And so she does that. that I've known a couple of people who've done Shakeology, and they say the same thing. Like, they feel really good on it. And, and she gets... the whole thing. Um, she gets they give you containers yeah to measure out your to food. measure out your food so you make sure to, and it's like it looks like each one of her containers are colored and each one is labeled so you know it, like you don't even have to like try to measure it out on a weight or a, try to scoop it up with your own measuring cup like you know exactly of what yeah it makes it really convenient you should eat yeah so i thought that was actually pretty nice because i'm like it's funny because one of my right. co-workers was like, I don't want to buy the containers. So she's like, I just looked up how much is in each one. And that's mm-hmm. how I, that's how I make my meals. It's right. like, I'll just mm-hmm. portion out the Eat amount. The stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I know a couple of people who do, well, I've been with them on social media, who do um, Herbalife. Yeah. I've never tried it. No. I know my sister-in-law has tried the tea. I have tried some of their products, but, like, Mm -hmm. a sample, like, not consistently Mm -hmm. used it. I think my problem is anything that has to do with shakes, because most people really like sweets. They crave Mm -hmm. sweets. I really don't. don't. I don't really, like, one or two cookies, that's plenty of sweet for me. Right. A little quarter cup of ice cream, maybe, that's, like, enough for me. So, certain things, like... Trying to shove a mm-hmm. shake down my throat like every day, two times a day, mm-hmm. I would be absolutely miserable. Yeah, I don't see that's I can't stand like the artificial flavors in some of the protein shakes mm. or meal replacement shakes or or like yeah, I'm with you. I'm not a huge sweets person at all. Like if it's too sweet, I can't do it. Yeah. Or if it's too artificial sugars. Like, that's what I feel like oh, you can yeah, taste the in them. Sweeteners. Yeah, I cannot nasty. stand in, they give me a headache. Yeah. So, it's like it, ugh, no. That's I agree. Hard. They're, they're pretty disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they are. See, here's those little container things, and then it's labeled. Yeah, like, I've seen them see bring it, them but... in. Yeah, they label them like red for mm-hmm. meat or blue for. Yeah. And green Works for it veggies. Like, yeah. It shows you every size container. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know me, I like some stats. So, um, I looked up some facts and statistics about dieting. Mm-hmm. It says 62% of adult Americans are overweight or obese. That would include me. It includes me. 
I am technically in the obese category. Mm-hmm. I have about seven more pounds before I move into the overweight category, the top end of the mm-hmm. overweight category for my height, according to the BMI chart. So Yeah, and you know, where I work where I see people every day, the things that they consider, even though maybe even the lower half of overweight, is ridiculous. It's like they want your ribs sticking out. Your, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I feel like the chart. I think so too, but I wonder if that's because we live in a culture where where sixty two percent of everybody is overweight. So we look at Maybe. normal body types mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, normal that's body normal. types have a little bit of fluff on them. Yeah, we're right. All good. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, because I told people what my goal weight. So my goal weight is 135. I'm not one of those women that are like, don't ask me my weight. Okay. I am currently at 179. Mm-hmm. So in order mm-hmm. to get to my goal weight of 135, of course, I got to lose like what? 44 pounds? Mm-hmm. So I got 44 pounds to lose. I've already lost like 30, 31 pounds um, since August. And I maintained through the holidays. So that was. That's good. That was really good. Yeah, because you guys go to a lot of houses. Yeah, I go to a lot, a lot of Mm -hmm. parties. Holiday seasons are crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the goal this year is just to get into the 150s by the end of the year. Okay, that's it. Pretty reasonable. I got 20 Mm -hmm. pounds till I get there. Right. Um, but a lot of people were like, "No, you're gonna look super sick and skinny." Yeah, I don't think you should go to 135. And I tell people, I'm like, I'd be happy with anything like 150s, mm-hmm. and I'd really be happy with it. Right. <clears throat> Where I should be is probably yeah, like the high 130s, 140s, in okay. that mix mm-hmm. is where I probably should be. And I said, you don't understand. I look chunky mm-hmm. even at like 135 because. Well, that's... you probably just feel you like you look chunky. Oh n- oh no. I look, I look it for sure. Like you can see, my mm-hmm. body holds everything in the belly, so you can okay. definitely see it. There is no like in between. I mean, my arms and legs okay. will look skinny, but I'll have like a little pop belly. Well, what if you did like sit ups? Oh, I I did three sports in high school. Mm-hmm. I was one thirty eight. The doctor was like, "No, you got an athletic build." It's mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, okay. Like, whatever, doctor, whatever. So that's why I say 130, you know, 135, 138. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Like, I'm not 110, 115. Mm-hmm. I don't need to get that low. Like, okay. 130s would be my ultimate goal weight, mm-hmm. which has been my ultimate goal weight for about five years, seriously. You'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there if I can get, you know, consistent. So that's yeah. really what my thing is now is just to be consistent. So it says up to 50% of women are on a diet at any given time. I'm surprised that that's not more. <laughs> Sorry if you guys hear somebody peeing in the background. <laughs> it's one of the twins. and apparently Yeah, they, we're not in the room with them. They're, they're like down the hall, actually. Yeah. And I guess they decided they were just going to leave the door open. <laughs> All right. Oh, children. Americans spent... $46.3 billion in weight loss products in 2004. Oof. Yes. So it says, there's some dieting myths. It makes no difference whether you eat your calories at night or during the day. It's mm-hmm. the total number of calories you consume throughout the day that makes or breaks your diet. Okay. 
Another common myth is that carbohydrates are the enemy. The truth is it's complex carbs such as whole grains. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that complex carbs such as whole grains, brown rice, and unsweetened cereals are excellent sources of fiber and can actually help with weight loss. It's the simple carbs like your sugars and your highly processed grains mm-hmm. and flours that are the problem. Okay. Um, it says there are dieting extremes. 35% of people who start by dieting occasionally become addicted to dieting. As of 1990, the average dieting age for girls was 8 years old. That's down from 14 in 1970. Oh my god. Yeah. So... My question would be for you is, do you see a difference between dieting and a lifestyle change? Yeah. Okay. I would think so because I feel like if you, if you do do one diet and then it becomes your lifestyle change, you're just going to keep doing that over and over and you're going to eat healthy. You're going to exercise. You're going to, you're not going to try 50 different things to see what makes you lose. Mm-hmm. more weight and I feel like with dieting if you're only just doing like different diets over and over mm-hmm. you're really not getting that lifestyle change because you keep jumping around to different diets to try to find out what works better yeah so like you think that difference is consistency right okay mm-hmm. uh when do you think it's unhealthy though because like they were talking about dieting extremes mm-hmm. 35 percent of people become addicted to dieting so if you're addicted to dieting does it mean, do you think it means you're addicted to like switching to different diets or addicted to a particular diet, meaning you might become anorexic? Right. I would say I think it could go either, either like if you're, it could probably go either way really because if you're skipping from diet to diet because you just feel like you're not getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier enough because you want to be skinnier and skinnier and skinnier, then that could be unhealthy. Yeah. Because you could possibly not be feeding your body the right things or but I also feel like if you stay on one diet or you start eating less and less you could become anorexic you could become you know unhealthy for yourself and that's what I worry about with Mm -hmm. calorie counting I feel like Mm -hmm. um I was talking to my sister and she's like for me she's like the reason why calorie counting is not good is because to me it becomes a game Mm -hmm. oh I had this many calories this day Let's see if I can get under that the next day. Next day. day. Mm-hmm. And so just like a cycle of like trying to cut mm-hmm. and cut and it becomes to the point where it's unhealthy. So I could see that actually because there was a girl at work that was calorie counting and she did. She really lost a lot of weight and she looked really good. But I think that's kind of how it got for her. Like, okay, well, I'm going to eat less calories today. I'm going to eat less calories tomorrow. Then less and less. And you're like. Well, you got to eat something. Yeah. You can't not eat. Exactly. But I, I do really feel with calorie counting, if you do it right and you actually eat the calories per day that they tell you to eat. Yeah. Or maybe even just a little less. Because, I mean, even when I was doing it, when I got to the point where, like, some days I got past the whole, like, mind game of feeling like you're actually eating less than what you are, so you feel like you're starved half to death. <laughs> um. You know, there would be some days that I would just be full and couldn't mm-hmm. um, do it. Now, I did calorie count. Now, I'm remembering, actually, in Colorado when we lived there. I had to have surgery, and then after it, 
I just wasn't eating because I wasn't hungry at first. And then I just wanted to keep losing weight. So I did actually do good at my calorie counting. And I did lose a good amount of weight. Yeah, I think it, I think it works. I know a lot of people hate it and mm-hmm. I get it. It's If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work mm-hmm. for you. I mean, if you psych um, yourself out, and I really think that's a big part of dieting. Yeah. Like, and I'm the, it's my problem too. Like, I psych myself out. I think people go too hard right away. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was real hesitant to do Whole30 um, early on in the process. So I've been doing calorie counting since like August. Mm-hmm. So it's been a few months. So I feel a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, but, you know, normally when people start dieting and mm-hmm. trying to lose weight, they always go to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this, do this. And, and like, can't. all of a sudden you just become overwhelmed with the whole crazy. experience. Mm-hmm. So I try to tell people, no, start off with something small. Once you get used to that, just that one thing, right. and it becomes like nature to you, you just add something extra. Mm-hmm. Okay, so say pop. Pop is your biggest offender, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, don't cut out pop altogether, right? Say you drink two pops a day. Okay, well, cut back one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be hard at first, but then once you get used to just drinking it's one. It's routine. Yeah, it becomes routine. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, now I can cut out the second pop. Okay, now I'm comfortable with the second one. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So now you're off pop altogether. Okay, great. So pop's out of the way. All right, mm-hmm. next thing to target. What do I yep. target next? Oh, let's drink a little bit more water. Okay, I know this is about how much I drink. Let me just drink a little bit more mm-hmm. than that. And I think you got to push yourself a little bit, but not too much. Too much. Right. Yeah, like don't set yourself up for failure. Yeah, don't, get don't say, okay, I'm going to cut out all the bad right. food. I'm going to go straight healthy. I'm going to I'm gonna lose 10 pounds water. I'm going to hit the gym five days right. a week. No, start off slow. <laughs> one day a week. If you're not going at all, try one day a week. Or yeah. not even necessarily going home. to the gym, but yeah, working yeah. out at home. Like, there's all kinds of stuff you can find on YouTube and stuff that shows you, like, excellent workouts that you can do at home that you get the same effect as if you were at the gym. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is actually, like, diet. Mm -hmm. I think that, what, 80% of it's diet and 20% is working out or something's like 90% diet, 10% working out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the working out helps you feel better, so you should right. definitely work out. Mm-hmm. You'll be less tired, but I think diet. I think you're supposed thing. to work out because you know my doctor just asked me because <laughs> because one of the things that with the medicine that I'm on is it makes your tendons weak. Mm-hmm. So you, um, especially with it and prednisone mixed together. So she said, you know, do you work out? And I was like, well, no, because I felt like shit for so long that if I get on a treadmill or anything, I feel like I'm going to die by the time I get done. And she said, good, um, because if you work out, you know, you could rip your tendons in your heel, your Achilles tendon. So um, she's like, so once you're done with the antibiotic, she's like, we tell everybody, you're on an average, you should work out some kind of cardio exercise 150 minutes per week yeah and really once i divided that down it's really only what would that be 50 hours 50 minutes three times a week yeah or you could do so it's not bad right exactly yeah so it's once i or even if you i think i did it for seven days and it's only 20 minutes a day yeah roughly. so it's like when you think about it 
it's not as bad as what you sit and think in your head of how much time it would take up. I mean, that's how I feel when I go to the gym. So, like, Mm -hmm. I hate to get up, Mm -hmm. get dressed, go out to the gym. Mm -hmm. But once I'm there and I start, it's not a big deal. And you feel really good after the workout. Uh I mean, you might have that sore that, like, Mm -hmm. I worked out really good sore, but you feel Mm -hmm. accomplished. You Mm -hmm. feel like you've done something. So, it's always the hardest step is just getting up and going. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to get in there and run miles or... You know, lift crazy weight, just just do something. And I like to walk, so the kids like to get out and walk, so I can't, like, once the weather starts getting nice again. We always pass this park on, you know, when we lived in Plano, we always just went to Silver Springs, Mm -hmm. and we would go walk around. Like, there for a while, we were actually going every night and walking around the, I mean, the pond was huge, so one time around would be a mile. So we'd always go walk every night for the mile. Sometimes we would do it twice. Well, then we moved back here, and I'm like, well, where are we going to go walk at? Well, on our way home Sunday um, from church, Rana started feeling car sick. Like, that's her mm-hmm. new thing. Like, she does not, in church, I mean, she gets pale and everything. So I know it's like she's not feeling good. So I pulled over at this park that's down here off of um, Lockport Road. Okay. And... We got out and kind of let, even though I was five minutes from here, I let her, like, walk around. I'm like, my luck is the kid will puke in the car right, exactly. on my five minutes home. Like, so come on, just hold it. Never we ca- it was cold out and everything, but we kind of walked around just a little bit to let her get fresh air. And I'm like, well, here we go. Now I know where we can walk once it gets nice outside again. Yeah. So. I like walking. I like hiking when mm-hmm. it's nice out. Yeah. Uh, not too hot when it's kind of like that nice in-between. It's right. like not freezing but it's not hot that's perfect hiking weather so yeah. i love hiking i, I like a view with my yeah there's one thing i miss about colorado is because you could go to a park and feel like well this just looks like a regular park like how do you hike here and then you get up the trail maybe 50 feet and you're like i feel like i'm in a totally different world because then yeah. you're just <laughs> And by trees, and there's hills, and stuff for you to climb and hike around. So, that is one thing that I do miss about Colorado. Was there was, like, great hiking places everywhere. And they were just we gotta absolutely beautiful. We got to go to Colorado. Beautiful. Yeah, in the mountains. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm done. That's it. That's it. I'm done. We're out of here. Trying not to yawn and cough. We're sober. Yeah. Sober podcast. Well, you guys, (laughs) you guys can find us on all the major social media networks at the MWT podcast. And you can email us at the MWT podcast at gmail.com. And you can text us at 331-684-8814. I'm going to put a sticky note next week so that I can finally say the phone. I'll I'll bring a sticky note because she says this every week. Um, I I have them here. I forgot. Jordan asked for sticky notes so he could mark important things in his book. So I bought him some, and I should have wrote it down. I have a bad sticky note habit. No, don't tell I Jordan. I put sticky notes on everything. I think that's how he's going to be. He could not My wait dude. to get sneaky, sticky notes so he could start labeling his stuff. Correct. I liked him already. Six years old. <laughs> All, All right, right, so well, we are out of here. See you. Peace.